0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk
1: brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again Neighbours comes to an end the Australian soap after uh, 37 years the uh, the finale grand finale will air in Australia later tonight Irish audiences will of course be able to watch the finale a little later but for many fans, the daily trip to Ernsberg became a ritual, I suppose, of sorts. And for my next guest, Irish Times journalist Alex Moffat. Alex, I suppose Neighbours had a particular impact on you and your late wife and your young child. And I know you're going to share that story uh, with us um, in a few moments. But before you do that, will you just tell us how did you get into Neighbours? Like how did you start watching it uh, maybe 30 odd years ago?
0: It was nearly 30 years ago. Yeah, it was during the summer holidays, I think, at the end of my first year in college, and everyone else would, my friends and things would talk about it, and I knew nothing about it. So, just to join in in conversations, I decided to try it um, and we just got hooked fairly quickly. So, that was sometime like 1993 or 94. Um, yeah, and I, I discovered how good it was in in its own strange way, its own strange little world.
1: Yeah. Explain that, Alex, because I suppose it all was at competition, you know, over the years from the likes of uh, of Home and Away, it within nearly the same hour, I think, it was aired here in, in Ireland. Yeah,
0: well, well, actually, what I did that summer was I watched Neighbours and Home and Away because I was on holiday and I had the time. And I figured when I was returning to college in September, I needed to decide. I didn't have time to watch two of them. <laughs> and it was an easy decision to drop Home and Away, because Home and Away is just all melodrama. It's really intense. And what's brilliant about Neighbours is that it has this unique sort of a mix. It has the highest melodrama and deaths and people falling off cliffs and things. But it also has ridiculous, farcical stuff, silly storylines. And it just mixes all these elements together in, in a way that I, I can't think of any other program that does anything like it.
1: There's almost a sense of sort of escapism, nearly, isn't there? You know, when you're when you're kind of when you really follow a program or a soap like that, and and you did so over thirty, nearly thirty years, as you said.
0: Yes, yes, and I mean, some of it is—it's just so attractive. I mean, they're all very good-looking people, but it's also all the sunshine they have pools out in their back gardens, and so yeah, it's very much a, a desirable lifestyle as well. It just yeah, it's a, a blissful little world sometimes that it yeah. shows.
1: Um, I suppose in in later years, um, when you met your your partner, uh, I suppose she wasn't as into it initially, maybe as you were, um, Alex.
0: My wife Magda had very serious taste, and she she was Polish, and she would watch um, subtitled films, always and sort of art house, you know, very very serious, demanding things, and she regarded me watching my twenty minutes of neighbours every day. I was kind of ridiculous and like an awful waste of time. She would walk out of the room when I was watching it. Um, I, she she just didn't understand it. Um, and it was just, it took a few years for that to change. And it was to do with the birth of our son in uh, 2015 or at the end of 2015. Um, and it, so it was just coming home from the hospital and the complete sort of exhaustion and the demands of a, of a very small baby and things, where she she was shattered by it all. Um, and she couldn't cope with the normal things of reading books or watching the things she'd normally watch. And she started sometimes just joining me when I was watching Neighbours, because it was about the level of what she could cope with in her, you know, exhausted yeah. state. Um, and it gradually grew on her. The The biggest change was then that I found it wasn't just when I was there, that she would watch it when I wasn't there. That was the real breakthrough. And I'd be uh, I'd be out at work or working late, and she'd be texting me saying, "You won't believe what's happened today." Or you know, I won't spoil it for you, but you have to watch it tonight. Uh, and it was an amazing turnaround that yeah. she suddenly actually really cared about all this stuff. Um,
1: so you're at work, and and you get the text in to say, you know, great episode this afternoon. I've it recorded. You have to watch this now when you get home tonight.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And she'd be watching it with her son as well, who was, you know, not even one at the time. And she'd send me a clip of him trying to sing along with the theme song. Yeah. And so it became part of part of their ritual, the two of them, because I was out working five days a week in the afternoons and nights that they would, that they would watch it together.
1: Tell us a little bit about um, Magda, Alex.
0: Uh, Magda was a garda, she, and I, as far as I know, I think she was the first woman Polish garda in the country um, and she was based in Ballyfermat um, so it was quite it was quite an unusual thing for someone to come from a foreign country and to be that much a part of a part of Ireland then like she in a lot of ways she knew Ireland a lot better than me And she used to think I lived in my cosy bubble in you know living in South Dublin and not knowing anything about what really went on or what life was actually like um, and just to, yeah it was the whole fact of because you don't, or maybe more so now, but you don't find many foreign Guardi And she'd talk about even the experience of arresting someone, where she'd be arresting some tug or other and maybe putting handcuffs on them. And they'd suddenly look at her in a funny way, noticing her accent, and say, where are you from, guard?" And she'd say, Poland. And she said this happened not once, but a bunch of times. So right. when she said Poland, they would look at her and say, "Where play to you. <laughs> and,
1: then, and then she would... Continue, the continue the police, so. arresting them and and, yeah, yeah. and charge carried, them carried and reading their rights and the whole lot, yeah, 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 yeah. But
0: but fair play to you, was a consistent reaction, which right.
1: is really yeah. So you'd obviously hear, you know, all of this then in the evening or home life, and and neighbours then had come on in the background, and and you'd. Did you? I suppose when you could, Alex, did you? Was it part of the day? In that when you were both there, you'd sit down and, and watch it. And even as your 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 son, you know, be, grew up and became older.
0: Um. Yes. Yes. I suppose we would we would have tended to watch it together. Like I wasn't because I was working five days, so I wasn't around that often in the day to watch it. But we we did when we could, and it's certainly something I've I've continued with now that I always watch it with my son, and in fact he. Bans me from watching it if he's not around. It's like he insists that we have to do it together, so I can't go, you know, watching it when he's in bed or something.
1: Yeah. Um, Over the years, you, I suppose, you know, neighbours and maybe as a soap, um, like it. It help. Is it fair to say, Alex, that it helped you? through a, a, difficult, a difficult time. Like, can, can you tell us maybe just a little bit more or, or, or share um, Magda, Magda's story with us?
0: Yes. Well, what I'm, some of this is looking back in retrospect. I didn't know at the time, but I'm pretty confident now that she was suffering from postnatal depression from the point that she left the hospital after giving birth because she just wasn't the same. She was kind of tired and she was angry and agitated and, and it just steadily got worse. And I just never, it never clicked with me that something was wrong, because how do you distinguish between what's depression and what's a natural reaction to getting hardly any sleep and looking after a baby all hours of the day? There's not, I I don't know that there's a clear line you can draw there. And it's only in retrospect I can see that it steadily went downhill and it got worse and worse until it became out of control after about sort of a year and a half or so, where she admitted that she was. Uh, suicidal um, and it ended with a, a rush to get her into a hospital to get her into John of Gods for treatment uh, because it was so it, it was utterly debilitating it was like it, at, at that point it was like the light had gone out from her eyes she was kind of dead inside you know Not she'd sit with her son like sitting I'd come into the kitchen and she'd be there with a you know a very small child and there'd just be silence she wouldn't be talking to him or looking at him she'd just be sitting there and, you know, this was not like her at all. But it was kind of dying inside. It was just utter despair that she went through. And I've never seen anything like it. I, I had no real understanding of depression until, until I saw that and the intensity of it. And the way that I, I remember, like, well, visiting her in hospital in John God's one time, and she actually sort of doubled over in pain, like, holding herself. But that was what it was like. It was so overwhelming. Um and the other, the other thing that that I recall from maybe just yeah. before the worst stages was her saying uh, that watching Neighbours, the twenty minutes of Neighbours every day, was the only time she was happy.
1: Watching the soap. Yeah. And is that just the I suppose the watching the kind of trivial storylines and just the, that escapism, Alex?
0: I think it was, yeah, just stepping away from things and it's the fact that it's, it's not an intensely demanding thing. It You know, it's not hard to concentrate on. It was just all she could manage at that stage. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it was that drew her in so intensely to it, but it, it did have this effect and it, it intensified as her depression intensified the sort of relationship with neighbors You mentioned that
1: uh, Magda obviously... Accessed, you know, services and and support um, through through you know hospital and and medical yeah. experts and and facilities. But was her, her her condition deteriorated, Alex, as well? Then in time,
0: um, it, it was it was a very unfortunate case that she just didn't respond to any of the medication. Um, and the problem with antidepressants is that they're slow to work; that it can take you know two weeks before you know if it's working. And then if it's not working, you switch to the next drug and you wait another two weeks. So it's quite a drawn out process or you increase the dose and wait another week and nothing. She wasn't really responding to any of it was the problem. Um, and uh, so I suppose that just made things worse and worse. And she was more and more suicidal going going through all this. Like she ran away from the hospital at one stage Um uh, and and she ended up take, taking her own life after after two months
1: I'm sorry to hear that alex and in in the in like it, i'm sure for for you and for your your young son um what what age was your son at the time?
0: he had just turned two so it was it was it. actually a couple of weeks after his second birthday that she died um in a way, it was fortunate that he was young enough not to be too aware of what was happening
1: after i mean it's it's that that was how many years ago alex
0: that was, so that was the end of 2017 so 2017 or four, probably
1: four, four and a half years now um how are you and your your son doing in recent years
0: uh it's been difficult yeah, uh, but we're we're managing and i mean the one good thing to come from it is that we have this sort of very intense close relationship um, and I've been able to spend a lot of time with him I've, I've been fortunate that I you know I haven't had to work full time or I've been able to manage without that so I've been spending most of my time with him um, and that's been very good for our relationship and we've become just extremely close to it all and one of one of those features of that has been just the ritual of watching neighbors together every night and yeah him commenting on it and discussing it with me and all that.
1: When you, I suppose, in after, you know, Magda's passing, like I can just, when you talk about the the ritual and how the days and the routine totally changes uh, in the aftermath. um, Yeah. I suppose, did the show, did it take on a kind of maybe a, a different meaning, Alex, when you'd obviously be together yourself and your son and watch it?
0: I think so, yeah, because yeah. before that it was it was largely something I did myself. I worked in newspapers and I'd be getting home long after midnight, and I would tend to it'd be something I'd watch by myself last thing at night, and now it's something I watch in the evening with my son instead um and yeah it's it's it became a sort of a ritual for us to to watch this together and to talk about it together and It's interesting even seeing how he reacts to it, that he's quite drawn in by characters and you know wondering why people behave the way they behave. And even his confusion of something like, I think people know Paul Robinson, who is kind of the villain of the show. Um, But sometimes he'll say, you know, I'm so angry at Paul, but I'm also a bit sorry for him. And it's almost, it's hard to understand that, the the fact that, you know, somebody isn't entirely evil or that that you can sympathize with someone even as they're doing terrible things. There's a lot of moments like that where he's struck by things, or where he's, he's worried that people are
1: reacting wrongly to something. uh,
0: So it definitely made him think in in some ways, I think.
1: Does he have a, like, does he have a sort of an emotional attachment with the programme, I suppose, knowing that, you know, as you say, like over the years, Magda got, you know, became such a a follower of the show and and you both watched it together. And and is he he aware of all that, Alex?
0: Oh, he is, yeah. We would have talked about that. And he's definitely, he's, He's very sorry that it's ending. He's not sure what we're going to be doing next week. Now is he, Alex? When it's all over, or, or what? What will be watching instead? And I mean, there was particular things in it that were terribly powerful. Like it was a couple of years ago, there was a storyline where um, Tody's wife, your youngish wife, died, and there was a there was an episode which just had him and Sonia, with the character's name. It, it was the death episode, and it was only the two of them who were in it. And it was it was kind of on a different level. It wasn't a typical soap episode at yeah. all. It was just incredibly powerful. Um and it was very, very hard to watch.
1: I was just going to yeah. say, you you must have found that must have been very difficult yeah. for for you, Alex, you know, and your and your son watching. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And through all the goes I know the emotions and everything as you're watching the programme in in the evening and you're looking at looking at um the storyline that's that's playing out. How as yeah. how how do you feel about, you know, the show Coming to an end, like does, is there a sense of connection that's sort of been lost a little bit?
0: Um, it's very sad because I can't see anything else replacing it. There's nothing quite like it. Um, yeah, I've even discovered, you know, sort of uh, th- online through social media and things like that. For, there's forums just discussing neighbours, things that didn't exist years ago. So people who are following it in the level of detail that I follow it. on Where you could comment on little things, it's very, it's very satisfying. Um, So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a big hole, all right. It's just fortunate that there's been a sort of several months, or we've known since February that this was happening. So I've been ready for it in that sense, but I'm still not, not quite sure what it's going going to feel very odd next week when when it's really over.
1: And I suppose that you know connection that you and your son i uh, had with the program and obviously that you know that that you and magda um your your wife had as well like does does it feel like a a little bit of of that connection's been lost alex I suppose, I suppose
0: it does yes yes no it, it's definitely there's going to be a big hole there that that can't be replaced by anything else um and it yeah it will yeah. Be, it will be very strange
1: it's amazing i i often think in the um in the aftermath of a you know what. Any any kind of a loss of a uh, you know a tragic loss of a family family member or a loved one the it's it's often those um it's the small things isn't it like it's the things that you whether it's where somebody sits at the the dinner table or where they eat their lunch or the, the time they come in for dinner at in the evening or the programs they used to watch yeah, and yeah. isn't it it's all that kind of stuff just supposed to I mean the thing, me. the thing
0: for me is when I I only occasionally go into the city centre now but it really it feels haunted because I you know we would have spent so long in the city centre, maybe before our son was born and things, and when we were kind of free and going out to restaurants and things, and it just all feels a bit ghostly now, going around and past places where we would have, you know, had dinner, or there's, there's sort of all these little landmarks, and yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm really part of anything anymore. It feels like you're just seeing the past when you walk around.
1: It, it can be hard, Alex, to to find, you know, the. I suppose it can be hard to kind of find like the, the the way that you deal, you know, that you deal with that. And obviously, I'm sure as your son is now growing up and at that age where he's asking, you know, asking questions and and different things like that. But it is hard when you pass those oh, sure, there's where we, you know, we as you say we went for dinner or an anniversary or you know the the fa- you know the, the favorite coffee shop or whatever. Those kind of things like yeah. they're always the things that hit you, though. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Listen, I know you're going to um to watch. Obviously, the program. It's uh it's Monday night. Do you, do you have anything special planned with your son to to watch the last episode? No,
0: I, I didn't even think that far ahead, and I didn't want to get into making too much of a big of a big thing of it. But mm. uh, all, all I know is we will definitely we'll have to watch it together. We we'll have to be um sure that we're together for it.
1: Well, um, listen. Mind yourself. Um, I've no doubt it'll be it will be difficult for for many many reasons, and as you mentioned, just I suppose even the the memories and the emotional attachment uh, over the past um over the past number of years. But uh, Irish Times journalist Alex Moffat, Alex, thanks a million for joining us here on the program today.
0: Thank you, Andrea. Yeah. Okay.
1: Take care. Mind yourself.
0: Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan,
1: brought to you by Avant Money.
0: Weekdays at midday on News Talk.